The Giants have a lot going against them right now after losing consecutive games in Oakland to the MLB worst Oakland A's. They're 4-12 and against four of the worst teams in baseball this year, and the Giants have been the major's worst offense for six weeks. However, somehow, despite all that, their position remains strong. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening to Locked on Giants. And coming up on today's show, much to get into, obviously a super frustrating week weekend in Oakland for the Giants as they drop these two games. And like I said, they're 4-12 and now against the A's, Nationals, Royals, and Tigers, four of the worst teams in baseball this year. Those four teams are otherwise playing at a 104 loss pace combined. And the Giants are playing at 122 loss pace against them. And on the flip side of that, if you're four and 12 against those four teams, that means you're 57 and 39 against everybody else, which is a 96 win pace. So imagine if you could have just taken care of business against these four lowly teams, then you'd be looking at a team that was perhaps on a 100-plus win pace. And so it does hurt for sure. And the Giants had a chance to vault themselves into just a really strong position, at least in the wildcard race, this weekend. And obviously, uh, they're now four games back in the National League West. And so with one win out of these two games in Oakland, they would be three back. And with two wins, they would be two back. But instead, they're four back. And so that's that's a big deal in the division uh, when you miss these opportunities. But in the wild card race, the good news is that there are all these other teams around them in that race that are having a worse time right now than the Giants. The Cincinnati Reds have lost six straight. The Miami Marlins have lost four straight. The Arizona Diamondbacks have lost six straight. And no team has been worse than the D-backs after the All-Star break. And even going into the All-Star break, they had a little bit of a rough series at least. And so, and Miami is, I think, the second worst team since the All-Star break. And so this helps the Giants. Like as much as the Giants are not necessarily firing on all cylinders and I think that's an easy statement to make for sure nobody is in the National League or at least some of the teams that are in this wild card race it's just a couple of them like the Cubs Phillies have you know done pretty well recently but 
The Giants have are tied with the Phillies for the third best record in the National League, despite all these missed opportunities and specifically the missed opportunities of the last two days. And so it's easy to dwell on these two games, draw conclusions about what it means. But ultimately, I'm not I don't think you can really do that because it doesn't actually make sense. And you, there's a temptation to say, oh, the Giants play down to inferior opponents. That's a common kind of sports uh, take, you know, and analysis that you play up and you play down depending on the strength of your opponent. But we can go back to last year and look at the Giants went, what did they go? They went uh, against the Padres and Dodgers 10 and 28. And if you look at their overall record against above 500 teams, which was largely influenced by going 10 and 28, that's a horrible record against the Dodgers and Padres. If they had just gone 500, 19 and 19, they would have won 90 games. And so you can kind of chalk up their whole 2022 season to their poor performance against a couple of good teams. And so far this year, the temptation would be to say that they're not exactly where they want to be because of struggling against bad teams. And so my analysis of that is that it's just baseball and that it's random in a way. And like when the Giants are playing poorly, they're going to lose to anybody. And when they're playing well, they can beat anybody. And I would have said the same thing last year. I don't think that they were that much worse than the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers won 111 games, and they they were worse. But 10 and 28 is 119 lost pace. I don't think they're that bad in comparison to the Dodgers and the Padres. And so, anyway, I just think it's kind of random, and just who you're playing, what who you play well against, and who you don't play well against. Not in general, but like when you have a good game, who are you playing? When you have a bad game, who are you playing? And so far, Giants have had some of their worst performances against some of the worst teams in MLB. But at the end of the day, like I said, Giants are tied for the third best record in the National League. There's a lot of parity. There's a lot of, there's just basically two really good teams right now in the Braves and the Dodgers. And then outside of that, it's a it's a melee. There's some bottom feeders like the Rockies this year, the Cardinals, which is a surprise, but then the Nationals and Pirates. Mets have sold off, and so they maybe fall into that category now after getting rid of a lot of their players. But after that, it's just a free-for-all, and the Giants have a strong position. Having a three-game lead over a playoff spot, but again, that's what's frustrating. It could have been a four- or five-game lead over a playoff spot and closer to first place in the National League West if they could have taken care of business. So it hurts for sure, but I wouldn't read too much into it. It stinks, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh yeah, you're good against good teams and you're bad against bad teams. That doesn't make any sense. And like I said, if you go back to last year, it's it doesn't it doesn't it's not consistent. Why were they the opposite last year? It just doesn't really make any sense. The the best explanation is that it's kind of just random. So on they go, and as we'll discuss later, the schedule is going to get much tougher, and so they, they need to play better. There's no doubt, and I would argue that they're fortunate to be where they are given how they've played over the last six weeks. So momentarily, we're going to get into the numbers behind the Giants being literally the worst offensive team in baseball 
over the last six weeks and how they're fortunate to be where they are given that fact. So we will get into that in just a minute. And before we do, this episode is brought to you by Dave. At one time or another, everybody needs a little bit of financial help. And that's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. We all get hit with unexpected bills, whether it's that uh, notoriously bad timing for getting your check engine light we've all been there or maybe an unexpected vet bill stuff like that just comes up and we all could use that little bit of extra help dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field when you download dave you could get up to 500 in five minutes or less no credit check no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility, eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. All right, as promised, we are going to get into the San Francisco Giants being the major's worst offense for six weeks and how they somehow have a winning record over that span. Unbelievable. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we are going to be breaking down the Giants going to Anaheim. They are going to play in front of Shohei Otani. Chance to impress. And Logan Webb is on the mound. The Giants play the Angels tonight in Anaheim at 638 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app Search Giants. So, the numbers behind the Giants being the worst offensive team in baseball dating back to June 18th, which was six weeks ago Sunday. And so a full six weeks, there has been no team that has a worse weighted runs created plus than the San Francisco Giants. So I wanted to go back and see how far back can I go that they've been the worst. And it go it takes us to June 18th. And... <clears throat> The thing is that June 18th was actually, you know, June 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st were the final games of that 10-game winning streak. And so I'm including four straight wins by saying June 18th. If we went to June 22nd when the Giants got shut out by the Padres 10 to nothing to end their 10-game winning streak the numbers would be even uglier. But like I said, I wanted to see how far back can I go that their team weighted runs created plus is the worst in MLB. And it's June 18th. At least it was going into Sunday. And Sunday, though, was a good offensive game for the Giants. So I would imagine it's still the same in that regard. But yes, a 74 weighted runs created plus since June 18th for the San Francisco Giants meaning 26% below average offense and their uh 
batting average is 213, which is last. Their on-base percentage is 292, which is second to last. Their slugging percentage is 339, which is last by 20 points. Their isolated power is 126, which is also last. So it's shocking to me. Like, I think there's, I've said this a million times, but there's a tendency to like say, oh, the Giants are just every year, like they're not a great offensive team, pitching and defense, blah, blah, blah. Why can't they be a good offensive team? They've been a good offensive team in the past. They've been underrated in the past. In their championship years, they were underrated offensively. They had like impact offense from certain guys like Posey, Pence, Sandoval, etc. And I don't know, six weeks of being just the worst offensive team is pretty shocking to me, honestly. And going into June 18th, they were like uh, seventh best in weighted runs created plus over a much larger sample. It was like 70 games prior to June 18th. They were about 7%, 5 to 7% above average. And then over the last 42 games, they've been 26% below average. So we've gone on and on about this in previous episodes, so I won't belabor the point too much. But just to give you some kind of follow-up, the Giants are 23-19 and 19 over that span of six weeks. And to be the worst offensive team in baseball, but to be four games over 500 is pretty fortunate and pretty amazing. They've scored just 148 runs over those 42 games, which is 3.52 per game. They've allowed four runs per game, 168 total runs. So that's a minus 20 run differential. And normally when you get outscored by 20 runs over a 42-game stretch, you're not going to be four games over 500. And so they're, they are fortunate to not have a losing record over this span, in my opinion. And the pitching has been like good over the span, but not elite like four runs a game, their ERA is like sixth or seventh or something over that span. So it's not like the pitching has been totally elite. And that just explains why they have a winning record. Their pitching has been good over that span, but the offense has been so bad that it it really should have probably equated to a losing record. So I broke it down by individual player. And by the way, Wilmer Flores has been 90% above average over that span. He's hit 374 with a 417 on base and 667 slugging, a 190 weighted runs created plus. 1.4 Fangraphs wins above replacement. The next closest player is Mike Yastrzemski at 0.4. The next closest offense in terms of weighted runs created plus, Blake Sable with a 103 weighted runs created plus, Mike Yastrzemski at 100. So those are your top three players. Flores, 90% above average. Sable, 3% above average. Huge, amazingly enormous gap. Wade has been a little below average. Peterson, about 20 points below average. Slater, 30 points below average. Conforto, 30 points below average. Matos, 30 below average. Bailey, 35 below average. J.D. Davis, 35 points below average percentage points. Uh, Brandon Crawford, 60 percentage points below average. Estrada, 75 percentage points below average. Uh, Schmidt, 90. Per, it, actually, because 100 is the starting point, we can say 90 percent below average. Uh, and Schmidt was optioned. 
He was optioned and Mark Mathias was called up. Mathias was acquired in that AJ Pollock trade. It's a little curious to me, like Pollock isn't playing at all. And so I feel like he's not going to be able to, I mean, they're facing a lefty tonight. And so I imagine maybe Pollock is actually in the lineup tonight in Anaheim. But yeah, and Mathias is a right-handed bat. And so he might be in the lineup too. And Crawford not in the lineup, actually, the more that I think about it. So look out for a different looking lineup tonight. But yeah, it's just um, basically Wilmer Flores has been the only good offensive player for six weeks. And that's a long time. It's over a quarter of the season, 42 games. It's 26% of a season. So, look, I'm in a weird way encouraged by yesterday's game because the offense was better. They did apply pressure early on and pretty consistently early on through the first several innings. Uh, but it is the A's. And I don't know. They're just obviously going to have to be better than this. They can't keep this up, nor are they the worst offensive team in baseball. There's just no way that they're worse than some of these other teams, but they've played that way. So they're going to have to play better. Nobody's denying that. And it's going to start now as the schedule gets tougher. But hey, maybe in this oddball season, playing good teams for the next month straight is going to be good for the Giants. Who knows? We don't know. It's hard to predict baseball. Who would have seen this coming? 4-12 and 12 against those four teams and then 57 and 39 against everybody else. So coming up momentarily, we are going to get into how the Giants are going to Anaheim and this is their last chance to impress in person Shohei Otani before they make a pitch to him in the offseason. So in my opinion, that matters. You don't want to look like flat like they've been for six weeks. You want to just Take these guys on and, and show what you can do. And it starts with Logan Webb. And yeah, so we'll get into that and the, the upcoming schedule. Who are the Giants going to face over the next month? Uh, we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, Locked on Giants is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, difficult circumstances, maybe even something traumatic. Whatever it is, I truly believe that everybody could benefit from some kind of therapy because, you know, having somebody in your corner who's just dedicated to you and what it, what it is that you're going through, whatever particular struggles that you're having is so valuable. And just trying to, you know, someone like me, just try to deal with it on your own. It can lead to problems and it has personally in my life. And all I can say is if you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is super convenient in this day and age, uh, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And this is huge because, you know, you might not click with somebody. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, as promised, the upcoming schedule and playing in front of Shohei Otani, he's also going to pitch uh, in this series, he has been dealing with some cramping issues in his hands, in his legs, in his 
I think that's it. But he's he, he's had some weird cramping stuff coming up lately, so we'll see about his availability. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, Logan Webb on the mound in Anaheim. I have a good feeling. It's weird. I have a good feeling, and we'll be breaking it down. Giants play the Angels tonight at 6.38 Pacific. Odd start time, but that's what it is. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. Part of why I have a good feeling is just like, you can't go on like this. There's just no way that they're going to continue to be the worst offensive team in baseball the rest of the way. Like, I would put a hefty bet if you were to make me an offer to make a bet on, are the Giants going to be worst in the league from August 7th through the end of the season? I would say no chance. And in fact, you know, the decent money that they're at least around average, if not better than average the rest of the way. Uh, maybe, you know, their overall season numbers have come down to the point where they're now offensively well below average. And that's how severe this slump has been. And like I said, 70 games going into this slump, they were quite a few percentage points above average. And so anyway, the severity of this is changes the outlook for me for sure. But anyway, I just, in some ways in baseball, like you go through these huge struggles and then collectively, there's something about like the psychology, like group psychology and just as a, as a unit, you just say enough is enough. And I feel like we started to see that yesterday and they just had a weird blow up with their pitching and defense, which is, as I've said, and as you know, like been a strength, like Alex Cobb had the third best earned run average in the national league. And yet he goes into play the Oakland A's. He's the offense gives him some support and he just couldn't hold the line. And Brandon Crawford made a critical error at a costly moment in the game and on and on but offensively they they did better they scored six runs in the game and you know recently they've had some better games like against the Red Sox they had some good games offensively they didn't quite like break through but they were setting the table much like they did yesterday and so I'm just kind of optimistic that like you can't just have that many guys slumping all at once and that's what they've had as I broke down the numbers Basically, Flores has been great, and everybody else, maybe outside of Yastrzemski and, I guess, Sable, although his strikeout rate over that span is like 40%, so he's kind of outperformed a super high strikeout rate. But you've got, like I said, Conforto, J.D. Davis, uh, veteran players, Wade, who just are better than that. They just need to step up, and I think that they will eventually. And perhaps it starts tonight, although it's a lefty on the mound in Patrick Sandoval. So honestly, I think getting some of those righties in there is not a bad thing, like Slater, Flores, obviously, and Pollock. Just mix it up a little bit, you know? And so anyway, you're in front of Shohei Otani. You want to show well, and perhaps the stars are aligned for them to break out of this right now. And it it begins a really tough stretch. I just wanted to mention the the schedule is tough in terms of who they play. It's better from a travel perspective than it was in the early season. And the Giants have been in the Bay Area. This is, you know, after that grueling road trip to start the second half, this is the first flight they've taken. And it's just to Southern California. And so they're, they should be rested at this point, even though, you know, it's the dog days of August. But 
three game series in Anaheim and then an off day and then you're back home. So long stretch here, almost three or four weeks, three weeks, I think, where they had one flight and it was just to Southern California. And, you know, they come home after Anaheim and they play the Texas Rangers, who are really good. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are good. Then they have another off day. They go to Atlanta, which is going to be tough. That team is unbelievable. Best team in the league. And then they go to Philadelphia. But at least it's like just a two-city trip. It's, you know, I guess, you know, both Eastern Division teams. Then they come home, play the Braves again, and the Reds. And then they go back on the road and play the Padres and the Cubs. Then they finally come home and play the Rockies. So it's basically a month where you're playing playoff contenders every time. It's worth mentioning right now that the Angels, you know, they pushed all in. They didn't trade Otani, even though he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And instead, they made some buying moves. And yet, right now, they've lost six straight. And so they're desperate. I kind of don't love that they've lost six straight. Part of me is, like I said, the group psychology of a team. When you're fighting for a playoff spot like the Angels are, and now they're seven back in the wildcard race, it's possible that there's a little bit of hopelessness that they feel. But also, if there's like a severe sense of urgency, I don't love that. Um, you know, it's tough to play a team that is fighting for its life. And that's kind of where the Angels are at right now. But they're one game under 500 after losing six straight. And so we'll see. This is a huge series for both teams, really. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll be breaking it down tomorrow. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter, at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow, breaking down Giants versus Angels. They play the Angels tonight at 638 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. So anyway, enjoy the game tonight. Logan Webb on the mound. Different looking lineup for the Giants against the lefty. And we'll be breaking it down tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.